What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. The Nets did not get the job done in Brooklyn for Game 7. They lost 115-111 to in overtime. Their season is over. They were obviously my preseason pick to make it out of the Eastern Conference, and I guess I was wrong. A lot of people thought that they were going to be able to be like the Miami Heat in 2012 when they assembled the big three and became one of the best super teams of all time, obviously winning multiple championships. The Nets wanted to basically just get that over with in the first season. Like, that takes time. So maybe next year they'll actually have a better shot at their rosters, kind of healthy. But their season's over. So this is the last time you'll hear me uh, talk about the Nets until... Kyrie Irving does something else that takes him away from the game of basketball. The Nets really needed Kyrie Irving in this series. Like, they needed another scorer. James Harden wasn't shooting the ball well, and they really could have used Kyrie to facilitate the offense. So, Kevin's around 48 points, nine rebounds, six assists, one still in a block in 53 minutes. He played the whole entire game. So did James Harden, but he wasn't really getting too much going. He was five for 17 from the field. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Blake Griffin, 17 points, 11 rebounds. He knocked down three three-pointers. For the Bucks, Giannis, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block in 50 minutes. Chris Middleton played 52 minutes, 23 points. 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals. He was playing great in this series. Those two were the biggest problems for the Nets that we've seen. There was no answer for either of those guys. They scored most of the points for the Bucks in this series, just between the two of them. So, that series is over. And another series that's over... Atlanta and Philly, Atlanta beat the Sixers, and you cannot trust the process if you are the Sixers or a Sixers fan because they did not get the job done, and they never get the job done. They are a failure. They're a failure. And I shouldn't be one to talk being that I'm a Knicks fan, but at least we don't talk as much shit as fucking Sixers fans because they fucking believe that they're, like, right there when it comes to winning a championship, and they're just not. Like, they always choke. Even since, like... Yeah, like, they're never there to win a championship. Even when they had Allen Iverson, when they had Jimmy Butler, or like, any superstar, they can't win Philly. So Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, like, they put up the best fight that they could... But no one's ever really expecting the Sixers to get to the finals. Like, they're not good enough. They're a failure. So, yeah, I just hate Philadelphia in general. I hate the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers. There's no way around it. (laughs) It's just one of those cities, man. If you're from New York, you hate Philadelphia. Like, you hate Dallas for the Cowboys. (laughs) But, you know, 
that's about that. Some stats from this game. Kevin Herter, 27 points. Trey Young, 21 points. Trey Young wasn't shooting too well from three-point range in the series. He was two for 11 from three-point range last night. Five for 23 from the field last night. He wasn't shooting too well. And he wasn't shooting too well in the last couple games. So he needs to step his shit up in the next round when they go and face the Bucks. That's going to be a pretty good series. I feel like the Bucks win that series and head to the finals because I don't see anybody stopping Giannis on Atlanta. Maybe Clint Capella could do something, but, you know, the Sixers couldn't get the job done against the Hawks, I guess. At home, too. That must really suck, but screw you, Philly. So, yeah, just had to unload some energy on Philadelphia. Hate their fans. They suck. And some other crazy fans, like the ones in Phoenix, they got their series started at home yesterday against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. They won 120-114. to Paul George, 34 points. Devin Booker, 40 points. Three for seven from three. 13 rebounds, 11 assists. He's obviously going to have to put the team on his back, and he's capable of doing that. He got his first triple-double last night without having Chris Paul on the floor, and obviously they hope to get Chris Paul back, but probably not because of COVID and shit. So, like, COVID strikes again, even though when we fucking thought that this shit was fucking finally over. So, sorry for the curse, man. But, you know, sometimes. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so this is definitely going to be one of those back-and-forth type of series. It was a very close game, especially at halftime. The Suns only had a three-point lead on the Clippers, and it was obviously a close game, six-point win for the Suns. So they're going to need Devin Booker to go off, and hopefully they get Chris Paul back. So that's my thoughts on that. Playoffs have made me a crazy sports fan like they do every single year. So that's uh, enough of that. That's enough. That's enough of basketball. Tonight, another game that will make me fucking go crazy, the New York Islanders against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck you, Tampa. Obviously, returning to Tampa tonight at 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. The Islanders look to take control of the series, at least. It's tied right now. And if they could go up 3-2 and then head back to the Coliseum, that would be pretty insane. So, game five tonight. In Tampa Bay, 
They need a big game out of Varlamov. He's been playing pretty well. Was able to get the win in the last game. And if you saw the ending of the Islander game, it was fucking crazy when Pelic made that save with his hand and he kept the puck out of the net that could potentially tie the game. So, yeah, the Islanders played a great game the other night in game four and won three to two. Matt Martin scored a goal. Josh Bailey scored a goal also. So two of the unsung heroes who have been on the team for so long contributing and getting the win for the Islanders in front of the home crowd at the Nassau Coliseum for one of the last times before they moved to the new arena in Belmont. So the Islanders play tonight. That game is going to make me go nuts. Hopefully they get the win and fuck the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning will not strike twice. Mark my words, man. The Islanders are going to make history this year. They may be a team of destiny. And they could potentially make it to the Stanley Cup final if they can knock off this tough task ahead of them tonight. They need to go ahead in this series. They need to play tough. And there's been a lot of potential fights in this series, too. Matt Martin's never one to shy away from a little altercation. Cal Clutterbuck also for the Islanders. He's a tough dude. He's never afraid of backing down from a challenge. So looking forward to that game tonight. And then a little recap of UFC from this past weekend. The Korean Zombie looked great against Dan Ige. It was a pretty entertaining fight, but... The Korean Zombie won via unanimous decision over Dan Ige. He just didn't land any major shots on him. And Chan Sung Jung, he has great wrestling and jiu-jitsu capabilities, so he was able to control the fight on the ground. And, yeah, one of the legends, Alexi Olenek, he lost via unanimous decision. He had this guy... Sergey Spivak, they call him the polar bear. He had him in his Ezekiel choke, which is a Linux like bread and butter. Like he submits a lot of guys with that submission. It's like a arm choke, but he got out of it somehow. So that was pretty crazy. That was a cool fight. And then Marlon Chito Vera, obviously known for beating Sean O'Malley in a bullshit way. I hated that guy for beating Sean O'Malley, but I became a fan of him after I learned a little bit more about him. He He's fighting for a lot. He comes from little to nothing out of Ecuador, and one of his kids had a medical condition, so he's fighting for them. So he's a good guy, family man, Marlon Vera. He defeated Davey Grant. This was a rematch. Davey Grant beat him in the first time. They met a couple years ago, but this was a pretty exciting fight. If Vera landed a few more leg kicks, I feel like he probably would have messed them up pretty bad. But he had great jujitsu and he landed a lot of 
Muay Thai knee strikes on him and some elbow strikes that he said that he learned from John Jones. So that was a very entertaining fight. This was a great fight card. Had a lot of good performances on it. Matt Brown, he beat Diego Lima, Douglas Lima's brother. He knocked him out cold with a shot pretty early in the second round. And, yeah, Matt Brown's been around forever. He was one of, like, the first fighters that I remember watching, like, back in the day. Like, on, like, UFC on, like, Spike TV type shit. (laughs) So... He's in his 40s, and he's still fighting. He's a tough dude, so I guess we'll have to see what happens with him. Then former UFC champion Anderson Silva fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in a boxing match, and he won via decision. That's pretty cool to see a legend like that switch to boxing. He had a prior fight, but never really considered it a full-time profession, I guess we'll have to see where Anderson Silva goes from there, but he definitely picked a potential challenge with the Paul brothers because he said that he wanted to fight Jake Paul, apparently, so that could definitely happen, or Logan, so I guess we'll have to see what happens with that, but pretty interesting. To switch it up, today Kith released a small collection to preview their summer 2021 collection. So they released two Kith box logos that basically have the I replaced with a Roman numeral X because this is the 10th year of Kith. It's their 10th anniversary. And... Yeah, I was able to pick one up. It sold out in like two minutes. So I was pretty happy to just get one of those. I've been a fan for probably like six years at this point. I kind of got onto it a little bit late, but it's become one of my favorite brands. I obviously wear a lot of Kith and Supreme and shit. I'm from New York. That's pretty much like a prototypical type of style that we got out here. But, yeah, Kiff is definitely one of those brands that takes a lot of inspiration from the stuff that Ronnie Fee loved as a kid. And one of the collections that I'm really looking forward to is the future collabs with HBO and the shows that they've done, like Entourage and The Sopranos. And they released a lookbook today for that collection that I was talking about with Adrian Grenier. Obviously, Vinny Chase from Entourage. That's one of my favorite shows. And they signed a deal to do a collaboration with HBO. So hopefully they release some Entourage t-shirts and stuff like that down the line. And The Sopranos also. But that's pretty much it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Just trying to stay positive. This is a tough life that you live sometimes. And being able to persevere and get up every single day 
and try to make yourself a better person is all that you can do. And this has been episode one, Style Shop. Peace out.